Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories, it's Brian sitting in for a bonus episode. Recently on the show, we talked about the excellent Coda to Layla. That had gotten me talking about the excellent back half of the song My Sharona by The Knack that features an expanded guitar solo a lot of people do not know exists. And it's uh, one of my favorite things. And that got me thinking, you know, The Knack is a band that's a little underrepresented, right? We, we definitely haven't really talked about them on the show at all. You don't hear a ton of people talking about them anymore. But there was a moment in time where The Knack was the biggest band in the country. They are some guys who get together in 1978, and they decide they're going to be a band. And they try to get a record deal pretty quickly. And people are like... Great, you made a demo tape, you have no track record, we're not giving you a record deal. So they quickly turned to doing live shows in L.A. L.A. is a big playground to play in, right? There are a lot of famous people running around uh, in L.A. So Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, Ray Manzarek from The Doors, they're all showing up at knack shows in these first like six to eight months, and they're coming on stage with them. And so these guys are getting this outsized, amazing reputation. And so they take that demo back to all those record labels that rejected them. And by January of 1979, they have a record deal with Capitol Records. Now, this is ideal for them, right? If you listen to the knack, you hear the classic influences. You hear the 50s early rock and roll. You hear the 60s uh, and the evolution of that sound. And they're channeling all that. But remember, they're about to head into the 80s. So this is a while after um, those original rock and roll recordings. And they're really sort of uh, taking that and putting some gloss and some lipstick on it. And they know what they're doing. They have this concept of imitating the Beatles. So not only, like, they're not going to just do it in the music. They're going to do it as overtly as possible. So they're on Capitol Records. The Beatles are on Capitol Records. They make an album cover to imitate the Beatles' very first Capitol LP, Meet the Beatles. And they call it Get the Knack. Then the back cover photo depicts a scene from A Hard Day's Night. And they put in their contract that the 1960s Capital Rainbow label has to be on the LP. In the contract. They know what they're doing, right? This album obtains a gold certification from the Recording Industry Association of America in 13 days. It becomes Capitol Records' fastest-selling debut LP, ironically, since Meet the Beatles. So let's talk about how the music community, like the critics, like the writers, how do they respond when a band is this calculated? Clue. They don't like it. Uh... (laughs) They have this, this is a great example of a band who the public loves and music critics decide to hate. And I, you know, I mean, I would say it's probably because typically you have some sour grapes, right? You have people who have been trying for a long time to be successful. Guys who were in bands, maybe eventually gave up being in bands, and now they just write about bands because they never could find much success. And here come these dudes who are somehow cajoling with Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen on stage. And not only do they get that break, they put out a record on Capitol imitating the Beatles, and they set sales records with it. I mean, 
you you can you can imagine it's a little annoying to those folks, right? Um, so this negative backlash build, builds up. There's this concept artist. He's out of San Francisco. His name's Hugh Brown. He designs the Clashes Give Him Enough Rope album cover. He starts this Nuke the Knack campaign where there's like t-shirts and buttons and bumper stickers. Um, and then there's like the legitimate side of the criticism, right? Like now all of a sudden they're the morality police and, and, and people are coming out and saying, you know, the Knack is a little misogynistic. And I don't know if you've listened to much of Get the Knack you should. It's excellent. Uh, but man, those lyrics don't hold up. And a lot of that is, and we'll get into this when we talk about my Sharona in a minute, a lot of that is Doug Figer really sort of wrote the record like he was a horny 14-year-old boy. And he, he like sort of said it. Now, that's what he did and how he did it. Now, he's in his mid-20s at this point, but he puts himself in this mindset of a kid sort of discovering females and his feelings below the waist about females. There is a line on this record that is said multiple times about when then she sits on your face. So that's just, that is just what it is. So the critics are not wrong about that, but I think they're selective, right? I think they're, they're looking for things to be irritated about with the knack because the knack was very calculated, but it's also a cool story. They recorded, get the knack in two weeks and it cost them $18,000. That's it. Uh, even at the time, that wasn't very much money. Um, extremely quick, inexpensive. Because, yeah, I mean, think about this time period. Think about the 70s, the late 70s, and how much time and money people were burning in the studio. And I, I got to say, I know it's been remastered a few times, but let's just go ahead and, and give a listen to the opening minutes of this record. It's a song called Let Me Out, and this this record sounds so good still. All right, let's talk about my Sharona. But that's part of the reason that we're having this conversation in a bonus episode because I cut out all my notes about my Sharona that I had fallen down a rabbit hole when researching the uh, Derek and the Dominoes Layla episode. Uh, so here's the story about my Sharona. So Figer's like 25. He's in this band and he meets this girl named Sharona. And she is like in high school. Like 16 or 17. Now, they don't immediately get together, but he develops sort of a fascination with her, and he writes this song, My Sharona, and uses her actual name. Now, I don't understand quite the connection between Sharona and the band, like how close they were, but at some point she comes to a band practice and they play her this song. Uh, he confesses his love to her like a month into knowing her, and she's in another relationship. And she's not interested, and so it takes like a month for this to happen. Uh, and then, I don't know when they eventually get together, but this eventually becomes a thing. They will later date. They will later uh, get engaged. Now, they don't end up getting married, but they do end up staying in touch. 
their entire lives. Doug Fire dies in 2010 of cancer, and at his bedside, in his final days, is Sharona Alperin. Now, Sharona Alperin, also the cover model for the single. If you remember the single, and I know a lot of you who live through this do, uh, if you do not, it's worth a Google, um, that woman uh, in a white tank top that you can mostly see through, holding the Nax album or single, uh, that's actually Sharona on the front of the My Sharona single. And they like when they're together, she will go on tour with them, and she says, she describes this thing where she'll look out at the audience and see girls dress like that. And she wasn't like modeling for the cover, as I understand it. I mean, I think she knew she was in a photo, but she said, this is just how I dressed at the time. And they took that picture. And now she's got girls showing up as quote unquote Sharonas at NAC shows as they tour around the country. Um, couple other fun things. One, Sharona says in an interview at some point that in other countries, people thought Sharona was possibly a euphemism for male genitalia. And she is here to say it is actually her name. Also, what does Sharona go on to do? Because she doesn't go on to marry Duck Fire. They end up marrying different people. She goes on to be a realtor in California. And you can still, to this day, go to her website and look at California real estate. And it is, of course, mysharona.com. Yeah. So if you want to have a good time this weekend, uh, go ahead. Turn on Get the Knack and enjoy songs like Let Me Out, uh, Your Number or Your Name, Oh Tara, She's So Selfish, and of course, the song that brought us here and continues to bring us back year after year after year, My Sharona. Thank you for listening. Be sure to send us an email. We are the storyguys at gmail.com. If you've got a question, a comment, or a thought about Sharona or any of the women who have inspired rock or any of the bands that have inspired you. Also, uh, leave us a review. We love it, especially if they're nice. Uh, hit up Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where you get the show and leave some stars and let other people know what you think about it because that is how we continue to grow. And we appreciate it. And you can always check us out online at wearethestoryguys.com. Come on.